We've spoken about what will be in the period leading up to Mashiach. We've spoken about the Melech Mashiach. There's one more point we'd like to talk about. And that is, what's our chiyuv regarding Mashiach? We know that anticipating the coming of Mashiach is one of the principles of Yiddishkeit. It's one of the 13 animaimins of the Rambam. But we saw he says an interesting thing. So far the point we've seen is the point of the Amunna. The point that we guaranteed that Mashiach is going to come. We guaranteed that there will be a Redeemer. We guarantee that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will fulfill His promises to Klai Yisrael. We know for a fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan for the world will come to fruition. That's the Emunah. And if that's the case, it would be enough to say, an imamin be'emunah shleimah b'viyas ha-mashiach. I have complete reliance, complete trust that there's going to be the period of Mashiach that Hashem went to get Klai Yisrael. But that doesn't talk about when Mashiach is going to be. That just talks about the fact that there will be a Mashiach. In fact, what the Ramam continues, even if he takes his time, nevertheless I wait for him, is really a paraphrase of the Posuk, which is talking about the coming of Mashiach and is predicting that it might take a long time. And the Pasuk says, Im hismameya chakeloi. Even if he takes his time, wait for him. Kibo yovoi. He's definitely going to come. He's definitely going to come. And if that's the case, the emunah of Mashiach is just don't lose hope. Don't be misyash. Don't give up on the fact that there will be a Mashiach because be guaranteed. You can know for sure, for sure that Mashiach is going to come. This is also the way the Rambam brings it. When he brings in the Purusha Mishnais and Sanhedrin the principles behind the Animaimins, behind the Sodas of Imunah that he brings. But in the Nusach of the Animaimin we have is another word also. And that is, Ba'afal pi she'islamaya imkolze achakeloi I wait for him every day. And the Briskarov already asks, why is waiting every day a chalik of emunah? The emunah should be that I know he's going to come. And if it's going to take time, it'll take time. But eventually it's going to happen. Is there an emunah that Mashiach is going to come today? Obviously not. A person's emunah isn't something which is changeable. A person can't be maiming, reliant that Mashiach will come today and then he doesn't come. And therefore we have to explain it, that I have a moon of Mashiach going to come and I want him to come every day. I wait for him every day. What's this yisad? Where does the principle come from that we have to actively await Mashiach? Again, the Apostle just says, don't give up on him. Know that he's going to come, and that is the principle of Emunah. We haven't forgotten the fact that Hashem will redeem us. 
We haven't been misyayish, we haven't lost hope. Where do we see there's a reason or a source to actively await him? We know that we're good Yisrael who used to do that. We know about the Chavetz Chaim used to have a special rabbinic frock and hat waiting to wear when Mashiach came. There were others who had a suitcase packed so that an imam's notice they could drop everything and go to Eretz Yisrael. Where do we see there's an Indian to await Mashiach every day? Also, as we've seen, there's a process which has to happen before Mashiach comes. There's a process which has to happen before Mashiach comes. Mashiach is not going to come if Klai Yisrael aren't ready for him. Or at least that part of Klai Yisrael which is going to deserve to see him is ready for him. And it might take time. And there might be many stages that we spoke about. The Klai are going to have to suffer, endure, either to test their emuna or maybe to strengthen their emuna, or maybe to bring people back to emuna. And if that's the case, how can we say, Is it realistic to expect that Mashiach would come today? Today when Loyaleinu, the situation of Klai Yisrael, is that there's so many who haven't yet come back to Emunah. There's so many who aren't yet in the category of deserving to see Mashiach. We can ask a Lomdisha question also. Chazal say, that Mashiach is not going to come in Erev Yom Tov Erev Shabbos. And if that's the case, how can we say, if today it happens to be Erev Shabbos, then we guarantee he's not coming today. So what does it mean? We already saw that there are two ways Mashiach can come. There's the option of Mashiach coming because Klai Yisrael are ready for him. And whenever that might be, then Mashiach will come. Like, the post, like we saw the Chazal, that Rabbi Shabbat Levi asked Mashiach, when are you coming? And he said, Hayyim, I'm coming today. I'm coming today, but what he meant was Hayyim in Bukhayla Tishmo. Today, if you listen to Hashem's voice. So if Klai Yisrael collectively listen to Hashem, if Klai Yisrael collectively are deserving of Mashiach, there's no restrictions. Mashiach can come today. If Layalaina, if, unfortunately, Klai Yisrael are not holding by Mashiach, Klai Yisrael are not where they're meant to be in order to deserve the Gula, then it's going to take time. We saw it's going to take many stages for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to prepare them, so to speak, so that they will be ready for the Gula. And therefore, on the one hand, if it's up to, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do the groundwork, to take us through all the stages to bring us to Amun, it can take a long time. It can take a long time. It's going to happen. We haven't lost the, the principle of the Amun. We know it's going to happen. But it can take time to happen. Chazal speak about all the, all the 
Tzaras Eklai Yisrael will experience before Mashiach. The Amaraim said, Let it come and let me not see it. It didn't mean that I want Mashiach. But a Mashiach which is going to come through all the stages beforehand of suffering, of war, of all the tests that Clash will have to endure, if it's going to be needed for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, to be the one to bring us to Tshuva, what the Gemara says, that Hashem will make a king like Homon, who will threaten the existence of the Jewish people in order to force him to come back, that Chazal didn't want to see. That didn't want to see. Did I want Mashiach? Of course. But not in the way where we have to be dragged, so to speak, to the point where we arrive for Mashiach. Rather, let Mashiach come when Klai Shal are ready for him. And if that's the case, it can come without all of those stages. The Gemara gives Simanim. The Gemara gives Simanim, that we saw previously, of when, we, when do we see a sign that Mashiach is on the way. The Gemara talks about the Pasuk in Yechaskel, when he addresses the hills of Israel, and he says, "Vatem hari Israel, bring forth fruit and make produce sprout, because Klai Israel are coming back." On this, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, There's no clearer sign that Mashiach is on the way than the fact that Eretz Israel starts again to be fertile. We know historically it wasn't like that. At the time of the Khurban, Chazal tell us, that it was Miskayim, the Pasuk in the Torah, Gofris for Melach Sreifokal Arza. Its whole land was burnt with sulfur and salt, and nothing grew. Klaishal went into Golos, and Eretz Israel was transformed from a land which had been Zavas Kalavudvash, a land of lush fertility, a land where everything grew in tremendous sizes to a land which was barren was desert was desolate so much so that the Gemara says for 52 years after the Khurban no bird flew through Israel no animal came ventured in because there was nothing there for them to eat and that was the nature of Israel throughout the goddess in fact it was so Obviously so, that the Torah itself says people will take cognizance of the fact. People far removed from Klai Yisrael, the non-Jew, from a distant place, will be surprised at the barrenness of Eretz Yisrael as compared to other places. And let's look at the Pasuk. It's from first Pasuk in the Fashish Nitzavim. It says, Talking about Eretz Yisrael in the time of the Khurban, that it would say the Dara Akron, the last generation, and the non Jew who comes from a distant country, they'll see the afflictions of that country and its illnesses, which Hashem afflicted it with, and that is, Salt and sulfur have burnt the ground. 
nothing grows and nothing sprouts. Just like the desolateness, the destruction which was wreaked on Stom and Moira. And what they're going to say? Why did Hashem treat this land like this? What's this tremendous anger against Eretz Yisrael? It will be so recognizable that Eretz Yisrael has been destroyed that even the non-Jew from a distant country who's not aware of the history, is not aware of the reasons, but who's aware of the facts, and they'll see the tremendous marked difference between Eretz Yisrael and everywhere else. That's the way it was. That's the way it was. Eretz Yisrael remained as empty. Eretz Yisrael remained a desert. But says the Navi, before the homecoming of Klai Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael will once again start to bear fruit. Says the Gemara, there's no clearer sign than that. I heard from Mary Virabi, Rabbi Shapiro Zechariah Nebracha. He said a story of somebody who had visited Eretz Yisrael and returned to Europe in the 1930s. And he had the opportunity to still meet the Chofetz Chaim, Zechariah and he told the Chavetz Chaim that he had come back from Eretz Yisrael. And the Chavetz Chaim asked him in detail to describe what he had seen in Eretz Yisrael. And one of the things he described, by the way, was that one of the alleys in Yerushalayim, there was like a little, like what's called today, like a machanayur, some kind of a market. And they were selling various foods there. Some fruits, some vegetables. And when the Chavetz Chaim heard that, he was overcome to tears. And he said, the Geula is coming. There are fruits growing in Eretz Yisrael. Now, I don't know exactly how many fruits there were growing in the 1930s in Eretz Yisrael. But if one looks at Eretz Yisrael today, it's been transformed into a country which produces Baruch Hashem, an endless array of fruits, of vegetables. Chazal say, this is a sign the Geula is coming. Eretz Yisrael's desolation was, the, was part of the klala of the Golas. And Eretz Yisrael's rejuvenation is a harbinger of the redemption. So we have a simon. It's coming. When's it coming? It's been many years since Eretz Yisrael started to be fertile again. And we know it takes time. So yes, we know that the good is on the way. We have many other simonim also. From other Chazals, the Zara says that there will be a process of Kibbutz Goliath before Mashiach comes, and we see that too. From times when the Jewish population of Israel was minimal, until today when it's continually expanding with Baruch Hashem millions of people, yes, we see an element of Kibbutz Goliath also. So, yes, we know Mashiach's on the way. We see the signs of his coming. And that just strengthens, fortifies our when he's going to come. But comes back to the question. Why is the point of awaiting Mashiach that he's going to come today? He'll come. We see it's on the process is underway. So to speak, things are happening. The signs of Chazal are starting to be him. Why do we have to assume he's coming today? But assume, why do we have to expect him to come today? Look forward to him coming today. 
And why does the Rambam bring this as part of the Emunah? As part of the Animam in the Mashiach coming? So I'd like to share with you a principle. And that is, if a person was fortunate enough to hear in the Vuh, to hear a prophecy, what would that obligate the person to do? If a person would hear a Novi speak, he would get a message in the name of Hashem. What would that obligate the person to do? And you're all going to tell me the obvious answer. And that is, we will obligate him to fulfill what he's being told to do. If the prophecy is an instruction, then of course the person is meant to fulfill the instruction. Not only that, a person who goes against the word of a Novi is Chayav Misa. What about an Avur which doesn't come with a direct instruction? It's an Avur of events going to come, but it's not within a person's power to make it happen. What then is the way to receive the words of the Novi? So let's look at a Pasuk in the Torah. And the Pasuk is talking about Yosef and his dreams. And Yosef, we think, did something very politically uh, wrong, if you're going to call it like that. And that is, when he got these dreams that he's going to be the king, that everyone's going to bow down to him, he immediately goes to tell his brothers. And the effect? And they get jealous of him. And the question is, surely Yosef understood that that wasn't necessarily the message his brothers wanted to hear. Why didn't he just keep the dream to himself? Why did he have to go and share it with them? And the answer is, this is a, you see this you saw throughout the story of Yosef. Yosef knew his dreams weren't just dreams. Yosef knew his dreams were prophecy. Nevur. And if that's the case, he was given a Nevur that he is going to be the ruler and, and all the others will bow down to him. So if that's the case, Yosef felt compelled to tell his brothers the dreams. They must become the Nevur. Yosef's brothers weren't holding by accepting it as prophecy. And therefore, instead of obeying the prophecy, it just made them jealous. Not what Joseph expected to happen. He expected them to accept that his dreams were nevur, and therefore they would be mechuyev, obligated to mekayim in nevur. They didn't see it like that. And we see something else interesting. Yosef also to- told the dreams to his father. He told his brothers, he told his father. His brothers got jealous. But what did Yaakov do when he heard the dreams? It says, His father guarded it. Rashi says he was Yosef He was waiting and looking forward to see when it would be fulfilled. In other words, Yaakov understood that the dream was Nebuah. But it wasn't in his ability to Makayim the Nebuah. For whatever reason, Yaakov didn't feel he could compel his, bro- his sons, Yosef's brothers, to bow down to him. And if that's the case, 
when a person hears Nevoah, but there's no instruction for him what he has to do in that Nevoah, and what he's meant to do, like Yaakov did, is be Yeshiva Masap to wait expectantly for it to be fulfilled. If Hashem has told you what He's going to do, then the way to receive it is to look forward to it happening. And it did. It took many years. It took many years until the brothers came down to Yosef in Mitzrayim and they all prostrated themselves in front of him. That was the key of the Nevoah. It took even more time until the second Nevoah when Yaakov, the sun and the moon, also bowed down to him. And that was in Yaakov's deathbed. But that was also a key of the Nevoah. Yosef himself, the Ramban explains, when he became a king, he didn't immediately inform his family, his father, that he was alive, that he was a king. Because he was trying to orchestrate events to make the Nevoah happen. He was trying to orchestrate events that his brothers would have to be brought down to him and would have to bow down to him. Yosef understood that it was a prophecy and therefore he felt compelled to try to fulfill the prophecy. He felt the prophecy was talking to him. And the will be misguided. What Hashem says will happen. If a person is in a position to make it happen, then that's a responsibility, an obligation. And if, and if it's not, like the way Yaakov understood the Nevoah, then at the very least, the way a person receives Nevoah is to wait for Hashem to fulfill it. And that brings us to the Yisrael. We don't have one prophecy about Mashiach. We have many, many, many. In the Torah itself, we saw the words of Bilam in the prophecy of Moshe, in Hazino, and time and again in the words of the Nevi. These prophecies are speaking to us. Hashem is talking. He's telling us what's going to be. How are we going to receive this Nebuah? So if there's what, what is expected for, of us to do, then we have to do it. If in order to receive Mashiach, a person has to be a Maimon, if in order to be Zaycha, to, to greet Mashiach, a person has to be on the level, then the prophecies about Mashiach obligate the person. You are Mitzvah. To prepare yourself for Mashiach. You are Mitzvah to work on your Bitachan. You are Mitzvah to work on your Avedas Hashem. You are Mitzvah to do what you can so that you're not being an obstruction to Mashiach. Because as we saw in the first slide, the biggest obstruction to Mashiach is the fact that Klai Yisrael aren't ready for him. Let's say better. The only obstruction to Mashiach is the fact that Klai Yisrael aren't ready for him. And if that's the case, if you receive a prophecy that Hashem is bringing Mashiach, that's a responsibility that the person has on his on a personal level that he's ready to receive Mashiach. He's not obstructing the goal. But when a person's done that, then there's nothing more that, when there's nothing more for him to do in order to hasten the coming of Mashiach. 
person might not be in a position to bring the whole of Kaisal back to Trevor. Of course, those people, he isn't the opportunity to bring them back to Mashiach as well. That's part of being Mekayim the Nevo. And he's doing what he can to prepare Klai Yisrael for Mashiach. But when a person's not at that stage, there's nothing more for him to do. Then what's, he, what's expected of him? What's expected of him regarding the Nevo, regarding the prophecy of Hashem bringing Mashiach? To be Yeshev and To wait expectantly for the Nevo to miscarry. And that's what the Rambam says. It's not just knowing that Mashiach is coming. It's a yom I'm waiting for him every day. What's my way to show that I'm connecting to the Nebuah for Mashiach? Firstly, from my point of view, I'm not obstructing the Mashiach. If all Klaish would be in the same place, he would come today. He would come today because Hayomi Bakoreti Shmo. He would come today if Klaish will listen to him. So Mitzad me, Mashiach will come today. That's the first point. And what about the fact that it's not just up to me? It's up to the whole Klai Yisrael, which is not necessarily in my control. So then I'll be Mitzapeh. I'll makai my connection to the Nebuah for Mashiach by actively waiting for him every day. That the Nebuah should be Mitzapeh. But from my point of view, I've done what I can, and now I'm waiting for Kodesh Baruch Hu, so to speak, to initiate the process that will bring the whole Klai Yisrael back to him, and Mashiach will come. Because he could come as soon as Klai Yisrael are ready. And that's our job. We're waiting for him. We're ready. And we're waiting every day for Hashem to prepare the rest of Klai Yisrael to greet Mashiach from Herb Yemen Amen.